headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Michelle and Tyler are with us in Las Vegas. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, how are you? Better than we deserve. What's up in your world? Uh, well, I am calling in to get your advice. Um, my, hus- my husband and I um, bought a house a couple of years ago, and um, I am in the mortgage industry. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a mortgage loan officer, and I was earning about eight times what I'm earning today um, back in in 2001 uh, 2021 when we bought the, we bought the home and then the crash happened a, a few months later yeah so we've gone we're at a negative um 12 grand a month in our from our expenses versus our uh income mm-hmm. and i've kept a year-to-date tally um since january of this year to current um and so those are exact numbers and we're at an interest rate of 2.625 on our mortgage so really good rate um and we have um we have about $400,000 in stock and we have about a million and a half in retirement which we don't want to touch mm-hmm. and we have um m- minimal in in savings and checking you know maybe 30 grand and so um, we have borrowed about a hundred thousand from my parents. Um, and is that how you're floating the 12 K a month loss? Um, that was to help and also make sure that we were able to pay on our, um, insurance premiums that were due in April of this year. We have, um, uh, we have just to keep on our savings plan of that as well as keep up, you know, help keep afloat. And we ended up getting a car loan, which we we don't ever we normally don't have car loans, but we ended up financing a car loan at five point two four percent. Why would While you buy you were, a car when your income was off seventy percent? Because um, our uh, car was the lease was up and the payment was quite high, and so we were and we also okay. What, we what is your a, what's your home worth? Uh, Three and a half million. Okay. What does Tyler make? Tyler, what do you make? Um, uh, he makes three hundred. Three hundred. Two three. Oh, well, his exact monthly income, the net, is thirty thousand nine forty eight. Okay. And and you and, guys, where is all of your money going then? Because you're ho- you oh what on the house? Uh, two, two about. Two. $2,164,000. So what is your house payment? Um, 11400 and, and that he's bringing home 30000 So why are you burning twelve? Where's it all going? Um, it is going to... Private uh, school. Uh, What's tuition? It's, it's 4300 A month? Yes. Okay, where's the rest of it? Um, savings with our, our insurance premium, grocery, 2,200 a month. Savings. So you, you have a super expensive whole life plan. Right. That was started, um, nine years ago and our 10th payment, which 
it's a 10 pay was due in April. So yeah. we don't have to pay that. Yeah, again, you can cancel you know. that and you should. It's a piece of crap to start with. But um, and that that stinking thing's what five thousand bucks or something. It's fifty four sixteen a month. Yeah, wow. you do. Yeah. So you're um, borrowing money has, from your parents to pay a whole life plan. Is well, six thousand so dollars of your twelve yeah. burn? That's an easy fix. Mm-hmm. Go get some term insurance and drop that garbage. Cash the cash have, value out and pay your mom and dad back. How much cash value have you got? So we have four hundred thousand cash value on that, and, and you have four hundred thousand in stock also. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Cash wow. that crap out. There you go. Why are you? You've got these assets. Turn around, and borrow from your parents. Why not use the assets? Well, agreed. Um, we have a loan already of one hundred and eighty-five thousand on there. Okay, so you're only going to net two hundred. That's okay. fine. You can still clear. Well, up. No, that's an addition. The four hundred is an addition to that. Um. And Good that God. if I borrow against it, then if you I cancel it, you're going to walk out with all the money and get rid of the expense. And it is a horrid investment. This is what's killing you. But you have two major symptoms in these numbers, mm-hmm. your loss of income and this horrendous investment program. Well, the 12 negative. The third symptom is, is, is you've not cut your lifestyle because you're used to living on seven, $800,000 a year. And y'all are still acting like that. Agreed. Um, and I don't, I am, I want, a, I, I put together a budget. I, I, um, I, it's just having the, the family follow it. So are you um, going to, are you going to do what Dave just suggested? Are you going to cancel this whole life? And are you going to clear out those stocks? And are you going to pay back that loan to your parents? Before we go further, I just want to know if you're going to do that. Well, if that's what you're suggesting that I do, then I, that's why I'm calling in for advice. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. Um, I'm suggesting you the, to stop all whole life policies immediately. They're a crummy place to put money to start with. If everything was healthy, I would suggest that. I sure as crud wouldn't be borrowing from my parents to pay a whole life premium, which is if essentially what you've done here. Um, and well, I sure as crud wouldn't have bought a car when I'm so broke I can't pay my bills mm-hmm. on payments. I would have bought a car I could pay cash for. I want to cash out enough stock and go buy a car. Mm-hmm. You don't need more payments. You've got problems. So you're you're increasing your burn rate every time you do that, not decreasing it to turn the corner. So, so what you do in these situations is you button down the hatches. The hurricane is here. The hurricane is temporary. We don't know how long it's going to be on shore. But right now we've got 60 and 80 mile an hour wind coming at our house. And, and it, whether it's here for another year or whether it's here for another six months, you and I don't know. I pray God your income comes back next spring because that means the real estate market has started to come back. And this ridiculous economy we're sitting in with these interest rates has started to reverse and go the other direction. I hope that for America, and it certainly would be great for Michelle and Tyler. So, But I don't know how long the hurricane's going to last. But right now you've got a burn rate that you can fix. You do not have to have a burn rate. Cut your freaking lifestyle. Get rid of the whole life policy. Get rid of the car payment. Cash out enough stock to do that. Mm-hmm. And get your look at your family and go, boys and girls, we don't get to live like we used to live. We don't have the money. And you and your husband be grown-ups and sit down and go, we have to live on less than we make. We have a brave new world we're in. We don't make 700000 We only make three sixty now. 
<laughs> wow. And we're going to have to figure out a way to make it on that for a little while. Your house is not your problem. Your house is great. I'd sit right tight in your house, but I'd cut a whole bunch of other stuff out of your life now, right now, and get rid of this burn rate. And then you can wait, and when it comes back up, you can have some enjoyment stuff again. In the meantime, you guys need to find beans and rice back in your budget again. This is The Ramsey Show. I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job, and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow. Tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her Social Security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander. So Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Keyshawn is with us in Atlanta. Hi, Keyshawn. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? Well, just yesterday, my father asked me to help him buy a house. Um, mind you, my father's 61. I live with him. Um, and I How feel old like are you? Really, I am 22. Whoa. Yeah. Why are um, you living with your dad? Well, right now at this moment, well, during COVID, um, I found a mentor who taught me a skill, digital market online, and I managed to turn it to a career. I make $86,000 and I sat down with my parents when, it's first, when I first got my first job and told them my ambitions and what I wanted to do. And they were fine with me just staying home as long as I paid uh, the light bill. And when they said yes, I was like... Uh, it's three years you. ago. What do you make? I make $86,000. Why are you living at home? You make $86,000. I, I plan on moving out this year. Good. Like, so was, like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You make $86,000. Go have a life. So what's this got to okay, do with your Okay, now you dad? live on your own, and you're 22, and you have a career making $86,000 because we just moved you out. Now, we've got that settled. Now your dad wants you your help buying a house, but you don't live there. So why does he want your help buying a house? Because he can't buy it on his own? No. My dad, um, my dad, all his life, they've been living check to check. He's like, he's, um, just to give you more context, he's rent, it's like, $600, but he pays $1,000 in car payments. He and pays $1,000 in car payments? Yes. Between two cars. That That's why he's he living paycheck to paycheck. Okay, keep going. And um, so with all that and the things that he's told me in passing, I feel like what he wants to do would actually hurt him yeah. more so. Yeah, I agree. And it's just, I don't know how to from from the financial things and things that I've learned consuming, you know, your content and other content shit, I feel like homeownership is like not like a like a real thing currently for him. And Correct. Like I don't know how to frame 
Well, if he's asking you... He's not asking you for financial advice. He's asking you to sign on the line to help him get a deal. Now, let's change this. Okay, let's talk about this for a second because there's two different emotional situations with your dad. Emotional situation number one is you live there. Emotional situation number two is you don't live there, Mm -hmm. which is what I'm recommending. Yeah, because once you move out, the obligation that you, you feel... You don't have any obligation. It goes away. Then you're sitting down with your dad and going, Dad, I love you, um, but I, I I can't participate in you buying a home because I love you. I think you're going to bring harm to yourself until you get your financials cleaned up. And I can show you some of the stuff I'm learning if you want me to, if you don't want me to, and it'll help you get your house. But if you don't want me to, I understand. And but I can't help. I can't participate in you buying a house because I think it's going to bring you harm. And I love you, and I don't want to bring you harm. Okay. That's a lot harder to say when you live there. Mm-hmm. Hey, is he going to be pissed when you tell him that you don't want to sign? Oh yeah, for the loan, definitely. I don't. I personally don't think he's very prideful. I don't think he's going to be pissed at all. Okay. I, like from what he's told me that he has saved, like from all the years that he's worked, he's like he. Does, I know for a fact he doesn't have the cash for a down payment. Yeah. And I'm afraid that he's going to make a stupid decision and pull from his retirement. Yeah. And he he might. And he's well. And he's got a he's got a car payment that he needs mm-hmm. to be get. He needs to get rid of that. He needs to build an emergency fund. He needs to save a down payment. Whether you're 26 or whether you're 66, those same things apply. And that's what I would tell him. And I'm almost his age. I'm actually mm-hmm. older than him. So um, you know, the I would thing, say, young man. <laughs> well, the thing you have to accept is even if you frame it the way Dave so eloquently put it even if you come to him you say all those things he still might go and do something stupid you can't and it's likely with the way he's been living his life in his age it's likely that he will continue on that same path and And, if he doesn't you've just gotta and hear this it's not your fault no his behavior is not because of you Okay? okay you you helping him do something stupid or him doing something stupid on his own is that you know he does something stupid on his own is not your fault you Mm -hmm. helping him do something stupid that's bad for him is your fault and you've identified that you know what that is but it's very difficult for for you to tell your dad who is 40 years older than you no Mm -hmm. it's emotionally hard to do that it's doubly hard to do that when you live there right Dude, when you move out in your proximity to, to all this changes, you'll be shocked at how little you think about this. Well, but right and, now, and, and it's right under he, your nose. You know, how he, it changes the level of obligation. Yeah. You have an obligation, an emotional obligation, toxic though it be, to help your dad. Okay. You have a, a, a double obligation to help your dad if you live in his house. Mm-hmm. Right. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Both of those obligations do not bind you to doing something that harms him. Mm-hmm. And we're all three in agreement that this is harmful to him. Yeah. Buying a house when you're broke, Keyshawn, is not good for you. It causes you to get broker. That's why we call them brokers. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. I mean, you've heard me say that a thousand times. And so I want your dad to get a house. But I don't want his house to get him, and I sure as crud don't want it to get him and his newly successful young son. 
I'm so proud of where you are, and I don't want you to get chopped down as you're in a growth spurt. Yeah. This is going to chop you down, young man. Don't let it do that. And and your dad doesn't mean to do that, but he doesn't know any different, and he's just flailing around, and he thinks buying a house is going to make everything better, and it's not. It's going to make everything worse for him, and if you get involved, it's going to make everything worse for you, and you're on a roll. You need to rock and roll and go get you a place like this week. This yeah. week, man. Go yeah. get you an apartment this week and set you up a life and get yourself strong. And then if you've got a big old huge pile of money and you got a million dollars and your dad is 82 and he never changed his ways and he's still broke and he can't buy groceries, you can afford to buy him groceries. Dave, I feel like there's been a theme all three hours of Golly. parents, parents, just messing up it's parents stealing money from their kids it's parents taking out credit in their kids names it's parents wanting them to co-sign whether i co-sign on that loan with you or the kids co-signing on the loan with them it's just parents parents misbehaving parents yeah so if you guys want to label this particular episode for youtube it's called misbehaving parents yes what happens when parents misbehave? Man. Well, let me tell you, you screw your kids. You do. That's what happens when parents misbehave. And they put they have to go back. And your job in life should be to do the opposite of screw your Man. own kids. It's yeah. just it's sad the energy that they have to put in to unravel all of this, whether it's having to call credit card agencies or, you know, call the bank or call the police and say, "No, it wasn't me that spent the money. It was my dad or no, it was my mom." It's unfair. A, a criminal stole, because stealing someone's identity is fraud. fraud. It's a federal fraud if you do it with credit yeah. cards. It's fraud. And if it was anyone it's criminal else. criminal fraud. It's a crook. If someone does it in Russia and they steal your identity, we go, oh, the Russian mafia is a bunch of crooks. Mm -hmm. If your own dad does it, you go, well, I'm paying it, it back because my, my daddy stole my it's identity. Family. No, your dad is a freaking criminal. He's a crook. You need to file a police report on mm -hmm. it. Isn't that crazy how we'll let our own family treat us? And you wouldn't I dare ever let somebody on the street treat you that way. Okay. I know that's and right. If it was anyone else. Misbehaving parents. Misbehaving parents. Misbehaving parents. And some with just out-and-out -out malice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it causes the kids to question their... She sold his lawnmower. I can't even get my head around that. I know. Her 13-year-old, I know. Wow. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Caleb is with us in Indianapolis. Hi, Caleb. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave and Jade, how are you? Better than we deserve. What's up? Uh, so I'm 23, and I just got married a month ago. And uh, my Congrats. wife and I have been building a plan. Thank you. Um, we would be on baby step four to six, but I'm trying to decide how do we best invest as a new married couple. Well, as a new married couple, if you're on baby step four, five, and six, then you would just work the plan as it is. So you would invest 15% of your income. Of your household, household income. So we're currently investing 10 to 11 in our separate Roth, or our Roth through our jobs. Uh -huh. um, and then we have extra money on top of that that we could 
build that up to 15% uh-huh. or start putting towards a house fund. We don't own a home yet. I'm trying to decide, is it best to put that towards a house or with the volatility of the market right now, store that away in stocks and bonds? You could, I mean, you could definitely do them both at the same time if you're like, hey, I want to invest 11% and put, you know, what X amount towards a down payment. You could do that for a little while. I wouldn't do that long term. How long do you think it would take you to save up uh, a reasonable down payment? Mm -hmm. Um, So we actually have uh, a lump sum on top of our three to six months that we could either put towards the house right now or throw into uh, different savings accounts. What's the lump sum? Uh, we have $35,000 on top of our three to six months of, uh, it's actually a six month emergency fund with a two month working capital fund. Yeah. Way to go. You've That's done good. a great job. Yeah. yeah I, I don't have any problem with you continuing to build some cash for a little while, mm-hmm. but probably in the next uh, 12 months to 24 months, you're going to buy a house. Mm-hmm. And so let's pile ca- a, stack, a stack cash until then on top of that 35 put down a good strong down payment in 18 to 24 months mm-hmm. and uh, then then kick your baby step four up because you'll be done with baby step 3b which mm-hmm. is what we call saving for a down payment on a house if you didn't know and um mm-hmm. then uh then that sets you up for you know back up to or then you would get up to 15 percent of your income going to retirement at that point so did you say that you have roth 401ks is that what i heard yes yeah, so I split mine between a pre-tax and post-tax account, um, whereas she puts all of hers in a pre-tax fund. I would put it all in post-tax Roth IRAs. Yeah. You have Roth available okay. or post-tax? Uh, it's a Roth uh, 401k. Yeah, if it's Roth, you I need, to do, you need to do all Roth. So after you guys both max those out, are you saying that there's still money left? Yeah, he's saying 11% is yeah. going in there. And he's saying and we are currently putting about fifteen hundred a month into our different retirement accounts, and then based on our current budget, we are storing away an extra twenty five hundred a month on average. Yeah, good I'm for you. That's great. Put that towards the house. That's another Thank thirty thousand bucks in a year. Mm-hmm. So that puts you um, sixty five thousand so down payment to, a year from now. If we were to split it, would you recommend throwing it into the mutual funds that you guys discussed? Nah. You put that into like some sort of bond ladder. Neither. No, I wouldn't do either one. i just go high-yield savings because you're going to do it in about 12 months. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get a high-yield savings because we're not trying to make a bunch of money on this. The money that's going to be in this account is coming from your pocket, not from interest. Okay. Okay. I mean, the amount of interest, physical interest that you – let's say you make 10% on 60000 You made 6000 If you make 5% on 60000 you make 3000 Neither one of those numbers causes you to buy a house. Mm-hmm. The number is 65000 because you put 65000 in there, not because the bank added three or six. You follow me? Okay. So yeah. your rate of return in a short period of time, like a 12-month window, is almost irrelevant. Okay. Mathematically speaking, you know, and so you can get caught up on, oh, a bond ladder or, you know, a series of H or do I do the, <laughs> do the S&P? It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter because you're not in there long enough for it to matter. That's right. Because again, twelve months from now, you're going to be sitting on sixty-five, seventy thousand bucks with a down payment, and you're going to buy a home on a fifteen-year fixed where the payments no more than a fourth-year take-home pay. Dude, you're in charge. That's awesome. I love it. And then he's going to be putting his whole fifteen percent to his Roth four hundred one ks. Love it. 
It's great. Yeah, and if those if those are maxed, then he can go over to regular personal Roths mm-hmm. in good rates. mutual funds and still get to fifteen percent once right. he gets the house purchased. Bellamy is in Washington. Hi, Bellamy. How are you? Good. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Um, I had a vehicle, and it's now I can't. My mom can't afford it anymore, and so I'm going to buy my first vehicle. And I'm going to keep this vehicle for five to seven years. And so I didn't know what a good applicable down down payment or amount that I should have. How old are you? I'm 20 years old. Okay. And, and I'm much- currently in college, but I have no student loan debt. All my family wanted me to get a loan for the last 3K this year, but I said no, and I'm paying for it myself. Great. I'm proud of you. Good work. Do you have any money at all for a car? Um, I told my mom that I needed till December because my last school payment is in November mm-hmm. and it's the last bit is going to be a thousand dollars. Um, so I told her I needed till, um, December to start saving. And then I told her the latest I would be would probably be February. Cause I have to start after that saving 10 grand. And can she school. let you drive this car until then? She said that she would. Um, that that would be okay. Okay. So by right February, now, how much money will you have to buy a car? I'm hoping to have at least five grand. Good. Buy a car for 5000 Okay. So I shouldn't do a loan no. or nope. anything? No. Last thing you need is a car payment. You're broke. Yeah. I mean, you got, you're barely nipping and tucking and getting this, doing double backflips and twists and everything else and getting this tuition covered. I'm proud Way of to you. Way to go. Add, add a car payment to it. You might not be able to make that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the last payment in November, and I'll be completely student loan debt-free. And then That's I great. want to, and then I have a little bit of a gap until next October, mm-hmm. until nursing school. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I wanted to kind of build that ten grand. Yeah, good. And so we don't need a car payment. We need to build ten grand. Yeah. The car payment gets in your way of doing anything yeah. you want to do in this life. So get you an inexpensive five thousand dollar car or however much money you have by February. If you got more, you can spend it all on a car. I don't care. But um now let me ask you this. Your mom has done this car deal. Where's your dad? My dad lives up in um, Bellevue, Washington. Does he know? Uh, do you have a good relationship with him? I really, uh, we're we're good. Like I guess we're friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> does he, does he know anything about vehicles at all? Um. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he can help you, or someone else can help you. But what I would suggest, well, um, what I would suggest you do is you look for a car that is not pretty but it is very reliable and has low miles and has a lot of life left in it. So I don't care about the sex appeal of this vehicle. As a matter of fact, it might be the kind of vehicle you need to give a name to. Mm. Old Blue. Old Big Gertie. Red. Mm-hmm. Bertha. I don't know. Let's give this car <laughs> a name, but it's, it's, it's the dinosaur. It's the thing that's reliable and everybody kind of snickers about the way it looks. Because Bellamy, you ain't picking up boys with this car. You're living life. I have a I have a boyfriend, and we remodeled an RV, so I don't have any rent at the fair. I just have to pay four hundred dollars for a spot, and we're twenty and twenty one. 
Okay. Well, so my, my point, though, is <laughs> that you, you need to get a car that's reliable and that you don't care what people think. That was my point. Okay. And that's, I'm sorry. That was funny. What we're at. So she doesn't have to worry about getting boys in this car because she's already got some. I know. I already got that covered, Dave. Dave, you me. I kind of. I think I. I think I missed. That. I lost that one. Okay. <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Kimmons Wilson said, every once in a while, a new technology, an old problem, and a big idea turn into an innovation. Kimmons Wilson, by the way, founder of Holiday Inn. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Robert is in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Robert. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, Dave. How are you doing? Thank you for everything you do. Thank I'm you. Proud I'm proud to speak to you. Uh, <laughs> I read your books. I recently a friend of mine uh, put up put, put them on in the gate and I read it. Thank you. Uh, and I'm a retired military guy and just recently retired, served 26 years in the United States military, Air Force, Marines, and Navy a little bit too. Thanks like for your service. And I've been trying to kind of figure out where do I stand in your kind of the baby steps, so to speak, because I've been doing things as a military kind of guy a little bit out of step, so to speak, because of the fact that we move so much and, you know, couldn't buy a house and all those kind of things. So as of now, I'm like, you know, my kids graduated from college, both of them. Great. Uh, both of them took on a little bit of student loan, so which you said not to do. So I'm trying to help them through that. You know, mm-hmm. they're kind of trying to find their way to work now. I have some debt, but I'm in my second job now. I have pensions. My wife is also a retired military person too. So she has a pension too as well. And she's working too in her, her, her dream job or second retirement job. And I just don't know where I, how to deal with, you know, working debt and where I stand in as far as which how to be applying to baby step wise. So you stand uh, just where everybody else stands. The only thing is you have four sources of income going into your budget, two military retirements. Thank you for your service. Both of you and two jobs. All going into all going on the top line of your budget. That total dollar amount is your monthly budget, and then you okay. apply that monthly budget to living and making progress on the baby steps. How much debt gotcha. do you have? Oh, forty k in a car for me. Another wife has fifty k in a car. Bought a house for five hundred k. I've got about forty five k in credit cards. What's your household income? Uh, I've got, well, I've got 300 plus in TSP. No, I household about, income. Oh, household income. Now, what's your two, the two, retirement, what's your the two, two retirements and your two jobs add up to? Uh, including my pension, my disability and stuff, about 310K. Great. All, uh, that's all for, that's two jobs, you and your wife and you and your wife's income. Yep. That's her job, my job, my uh, retirement, which I get now, her retirement and uh, my disabilities. And what is, she gets retirement, right? Yeah, she gets she gets, she gets hers in about three years. So hers is oh, like so she doesn't have any, she doesn't have military retirement coming in yet. Okay, so, so you got three hundred ten thousand dollars income, and you got one hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars in debt. Yep. What would happen if you lived on one hundred fifty of that and paid the rest off in debt in, in one a year? year? What was that question again? What would happen I, out of that three hundred ten thousand dollars income? What if you decided, you know what, we're going to live on $150,000, which, by the way, is more than double 
the median mm-hmm. average income. What if you decide you're going to live on 150 and take the rest of it and pay off your debt and be debt free in 12 months? That's what my goal is. I've kind of got one of those apps and looked at your kind of every, as it's like what your budget app is to try uh-huh. to say, just pay my debt. I can live off my pension right now, period. Yeah. And just use my working money. Well, because my working money is like 200K of my job. I'm a physician. Okay. I paid off 260 of medical debt, I mean, for my student loan. So one thing is like, should I be using my yes. working money just to pay you off? You should be yeah. using every yeah. dollar you can squeeze out of your budget to pay off okay. your three debts, your two cars and your credit card debt, and you cut up your credit cards. Now you don't have any payments but a house payment, and you make 310 mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. And now we're in a position to build an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses, baby step three. Baby step four is 15% of your income going into retirement. And so we're going to add to your retirement income by creating an actual nest egg, not just a pension. A pension is fine, but it dies with you. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so you need, in addition to having a pension, you need to build a nest egg. Mm-hmm. And the great news is you make a lot of money, and so you should be able to build a substantial nest egg. Build some wealth, man. Become wealthy. Now, since he has that pension, would you still have him invest 15%? Yep, absolutely. 15% until we get the house paid off. When the house is paid off, we don't have to worry about the kids. They're done. Baby step five is X through right. it. And then uh, baby step, then get the house paid off. And when the house is paid off, we just build a big Home old pile of wealth and create a big old pile of generosity and a big old pile of enjoyment and all of that. That's what this is for. So, again, thanks thanks for your service, guys. You've done a great job. Now, let's clean this mess up. Cindy is in Cincinnati. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? <laughs> Well, um, I'm 66 years old, and um, I own three houses. I went through a divorce a few years back, mm. and um, sorry. Um, anyway, I ended up with three houses. Actually, oh. I ended up with two houses, and um, uh, I continued working. And my son lives in one house, uh, and he has four kids, single dad. And I rent that to him and let him take care of that house. Um, So then I ended up moving out of the house that I was in and bought my neighbor's house right next door Mm -hmm. because it looked more of a retirement home that I wanted to be in. Mm -hmm. And I had been fixing up the other house, uh, but I kind of got into the Airbnb business to bring in some income while I was fixing that up and to help, you know, do some renovations. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, I make about 50000 a year off the Airbnb, and my job, my day, do- my day job that uh, I'm at is at risk right now. I'm afraid we're probably going to file bankruptcy. Mm. What so, do you make there? Um, about uh, $98,000. What do you do? So uh, I'm in purchasing. Okay. All right. Among other things, I'm the jack of all trades there. Yeah. <laughs> Last so man, really last man me, standing. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's hard. <laughs> and I've been there thirty-two years. Oh, so, um, wow. Been there a long time, and I've got a GED, so I'm blessed that I have what I have. So, How old are you? Um, sixty-six. Sixty-six. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, what's your question? Well, um, if we file bankruptcy, I owe two hundred and seventy thousand uh, on two of the houses, and I'm thinking about taking my four hundred one part of my four hundred one and paying everything off. Is how much how? is in the How much is in the four hundred one? Seven hundred thousand. I would. So, the other thing is, I could 
but I, I rent the Airbnb, and if I keep that house, I could sell that house. You can if you'd rather have the four. Would you rather the four hundred one k or the house? Um, the house doesn't mean that much. It's just it's got a good income of about three it's to four thousand a month. It's, which one would you rather have? I don't care. But if you're going to keep the house, pay them off. Well, I can't keep the house. I, well, I pay them off as I, you know, as I the income that I come off of the Airbnb. Yeah. Pay them off. I mean, I'm paying that down. Yes, you ask now. if you should take the money out of the 401k if you get laid off and pay them off. Yes, you should. Okay. Because you that's still got question. plenty of money in the 401k and you got three paid for houses. The only thing that's left hanging in the air is I have this sinking feeling that you're really not charging your son much rent at all, like $50 I'm or not. something stupid. <laughs> no. okay, well, no, so when is your son going to create a sustainable but... life for himself? Uh, I ask him that every time. <laughs> Well, every, every time, month, every time I you don't make him. him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is definitely, um, let's say sore subject for sure. Yep. Yep. And, uh, it's, that's costing you more than this, all, all everything else we're talking about put together because you've got a big yeah. old pile of money tied up over there and got zero return on it, except what it's going up in value while he lives there and probably doesn't even do the maintenance well. He does do the maintenance, and he does help me on mine. So there is some pluses to have him there, but I've got four grandkids, so, you know, I could ask him to move, but I, you know, I choose to uh, not just so they have a place to live. Mm. Darling, they'll have a place to live. (laughs) You're not making your grandbabies homeless by making your son be responsible. Yeah. That's just not true. Don't tell yourself a lie. That's not true. It's, it's, it is time for him to move up the ladder in his life. I'm worried about him right mm-hmm. now. I kind of think he, uh, he he needs a little bit of uh, a callus or two. Mm-hmm. Just, just listening in. Just listening in and loving you. Hey, thanks for calling in. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. <laughs>